Hello, everybody out there on the internet. It's a brand new year, and we're going to kick it off with some Pokemon content. Though, as always, I feel compelled to remember that it may be a brand new year, but the world seems to have dragged its same old problems with it. Kind of had a Hail Mary wish on the new year that that would not be the case once 2023 dawned, but nope, the shooting star did not make that go away. So, everybody, this new year, let's be nice to each other, hold some hands, take some deep breaths, and if nothing else, remember that there are at least things to love and laugh and bring joy to us, like today's episode of Pokemon. So if you're new to the show, welcome, this is Peacappy Podcast, a show following the adventures of Peacappy, or as he is sometimes known, Satoshi, or as he is also sometimes known, Ash Ketchum. We started on episode one, and we are going all the way to the end, kiddos. (laughs) My goodness, that's so hard to believe. This podcast has an end date. (laughs) At the rate I'm going, we're not going to reach it anytime soon, so no worries there. But anyway, currently we are in advanced generation, advanced generation number 69, love Petalberg style. And my friends, I am so glad to recap this episode because even though we are still not at gym battle yet, we are finally in Petalburg City. Yay, yay. The kids are here. Um, It is their hometown, May and Max. They are ready to descend on Norman and Caroline for parental doting and also, in the case of Ash, gym battles. So as the kids are walking through town, they see posters of Norman So I guess he's really settling in as the new gym leader, getting famous. Doesn't seem to be quite as um, (laughs) accosting his children on the street famous as he was in North Petalburg. I guess a prophet is never truly appreciated in their hometown. But Um, Ash plans to take his Pokemon to the Pokemon Center first so that, you know, he's ready to go with this gym battle at the drop of a hat. But he tells May and Max to go on ahead and meet their folks. He doesn't want to hold them up. Max, as always, tells Ash he won't win against Norman. He doesn't have a chance. (laughs) On that note, uh, theme song break. Oh my goodness, Max, I I just see the wall that your your car is driving straight into and it saddens me, but I actually do love that episode. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to your character development next episode. Um, But in the meantime, the kids arrive at their house and run into one of the gym workers, uh, Kenny. He's Norman's assistant. We we have not met him before, but... And he tells the kids how Norman's not here right now, and uh, Kenny's a bit shady about that information. Brock, though, just casually asks Kenny, how's it going? And Kenny replies, it's like, has Brock met you? Did Brock stop at the gym? 
um, in Petalburg before finally catching up with Ash in the first, like, five or so episodes. Like, Brock, why do you always have so much going on off camera, especially in gym leader towns? Because otherwise, like, as far as the audience is concerned, you and Kenny have never met. We, the audience, are only just meeting Kenny. Anyway, Kenny, he says Norman's not home right now, but Caroline is. And he leans in to whisper to the group that Norman's not being here is actually a bit of a situation. It's complicated. Not sure what that means, because Caroline shows up. Mom, May and Max are just so happy to see her. And she them, like, it's a it's a cute reunion. And then she greets Brock. Like, both of these two are just like, hi, Caroline. Hi, Brock. Like... What? <laughs> I am having a thought. I have I I've obviously thought a lot about this stupid scene way too much over my life. And to be fair to Brock here, it is established that Ash calls home sometimes. Like he uses the video phone at Pokemon Centers to update his mom and call old friends and they send letters between each other and the like. It's very likely that May and Max do too. Like Especially in the case of Max. Like, kids that are Ash and May's age, it seems, have a lot of autonomy. Like, in their culture, they almost seem to be treated as the 18-year-olds in our culture. Like, yep, you're you're an adult. You're, al- you're allowed to go off on your own. And, and so we let you go off on your own. And you may not necessarily have your parents leaning over your shoulder. But Max is very small. I would be surprised, actually, if his parents aren't... Uh, checking in with him regularly by the video phone and and that if he didn't have a desire to do so with them so it's it's quite possible that may and max um have talked to norman and caroline over the video phone and thus introduced their friends like say brock i mean they've met ash already but they probably would greet him too occasionally and If that's the case, it's also equally possible that Kenny, as the assistant, has maybe answered the phone from time to time. So it's possible that this isn't so weird. Like, maybe Brock's not always living a secret life off camera. Because this plot's got weirdness enough without me adding to it. Because the second someone brings up Norman, Caroline gets edgy. And Kenny starts frantically sweeping like, oh, I am, don't be suspicious. Did someone say Norman? La 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 la. <laughs> Can't hear you. So that's something. May seems more in tune with the atmosphere than Max. Like, she's not sure what's going on, but wheels are turning. Anyway, while the family and Brock go inside for lunch, Ash checks in to the Pokemon Center. Nurse Joy is there, and so is Norman, the man of the hour. The two adults are chatting together and laughing a bit. One might even say conspiring about something. It's a bit vague, but Ash is here to heal Pokemon and challenge the gym leader. So they drop that conversation. Norman greets him enthusiastically, like he's also been looking forward to this gym challenge. Game recognizes game. Ash now has the requisite number of Pokemon to have an official battle. So once Norman agrees to that, Ash can spare some thoughts for intrigue and asks about the vague things Joy and Norman are alluding to. It it sounds like there's some kind of secret. But Norman and Nurse Joy deny that there's any such thing. And Ash, like May, thinks that's a little weird. But while he thinks on that, we're going to cut to Team Rocket, 
who are showing a little foresight and a little lack of it. The usual, really, for them. They've realized that Ash is heading to Petalburg City and wants a gym battle, because, duh, it's been many years, <laughs> they know Ash's pattern. Um, so they decide to rush ahead of him and stake out the location, set a trap, which is uh, the brilliant part of their scheme. Like, they know Ash by now. They know what he's about. They can easily run ahead and get to that location first and set up, like, plans and long cons around the gym area while no one suspects anything. Like, Team Rocket could take their time rather than rush around following Ash and setting up plans on the fly. So, like, this is some good true crime stalker behavior Team Rocket is exhibiting. Works super well in the real world. The problem, as James points out, is that Team Rocket has lost to Norman before. Like, that last time at the Petalburg gym did not go very well for them. A scenario where Ash and Norman have a chance to team up against Team Rocket is going to be hard to pull off. Not to mention that you've also got May and Brock's teams to deal with. But after some discussion, Team Rocket thinks the element of surprise is going to be enough. Because as much as Ash has got to be checking over his shoulder constantly for Team Rocket, like his head's just got to be on a swivel at this point. Uh, he also will never suspect that Team Rocket is dumb enough to attack the same place twice. Which they absolutely are dumb enough to do and are proud of it. So they get their plans underway and will rejoin uh, the kids eating lunch with Caroline. Max is regaling her with stories from the road, like, and then Team Rocket attacked again and again and again. <laughs> May tells him to shut up about the constant peril or she'll never let us leave the house again. She changes the subject by asking about her dad. He's usually home for lunch. Caroline says, not today. And Kenny goes into overdrive, like, oh, who wants to be distracted? Me, me, me. Then May tells her mom she caught a beautifly, and mom and Kenny take another level <laughs> in shady and erratic. Like, mom almost sounds angry to hear the word beautifly. Angry. Like she is gonna flip the stove over, she's so mad. Just angry about a Pokemon. And we stand Pokemon in this house, what is happening? Max tries to talk about his sister's and Caroline's beloved daughter's contest accomplishments, but Caroline is so enraged by the word beautifly that she almost whisks the soup into a hurricane. But no, everything's fine, she says. Kenny's fine. She's fine. Everything's fine. No one believes that. So after lunch, May, Max, and Brock follow Kenny out to the greenhouse and ask why their mom is suddenly a lunatic. Like, for real, does she have a head injury? Anyway, little background. The greenhouse is where Norman's gym use Pokemon live. It's a lush habitat. Max has never even been inside without his dad accompanying him. It makes sense. He's very small. Vigroth is not. Uh, though Vigroth is a gentle soul, it hugs Max happily. Anyway, in the greenhouse, May reveals something interesting, uh, kind of building off of a previous episode where she wasn't sure what Pokemon her dad would battle Ash with, she says her dad never let her or Max watch during gym battles. Which I guess I'd forgotten about, because in the last episode I assumed that she would have watched her dad battle challengers, but she says she says they never did. 
He didn't want them to distract the challengers, which I guess I can see. Some workplaces are definitely not friendly to two little kids running around. Um, May doesn't seem to be bothered by this. She says dad made plenty of time for his kids. And if you add that May didn't much like Pokemon for a while, like, yeah, she probably wasn't too bothered by not watching the gym battles. Um, But it does suggest that if Max has never or at least rarely watched his dad do official gym battles, it's possible that he's never really seen what gym leaders do, what their purpose in the trainer's journey is. It's possible that he's never even seen his dad lose, which might be why he thinks his dad can't lose, even to Ash. Even though Max has been traveling around watching Ash go up and challenge gym leaders and win, that being the entire point of a trainer challenging a gym is for trainers to be challenged, but to eventually win. It's very easy to see where Max is getting this attitude about how Ash isn't going to win against Norman over the course of these many several episodes where they've dropped that lead. And and it's going to hit you hard, my friend. <laughs> But it is nice to hear that Norman's uh, got a good work-life balance going on with his kids, even if he doesn't let them watch gym battles. Um, Cutting to the chase, though, we came to the greenhouse for a reason. Kenny's got some tea to unload, and he'd like to do that if May and Max would stop frolicking with their dad's Pokemon. So eventually they focus, and Kenny tells them he thinks there's some marital discord going down between Norman and Caroline. Like, not that children all over the world don't deal with divorce and or their parents fighting or, or you know, being otherwise unhappy at home. Just, of all the heavy things Pokemon has accidentally or purposefully dealt with, for some reason this hits me different. <laughs> this seems like the heaviest to me. Like my inner child just lurched at the implication of our parents are having an affair. Maybe that's just a personality thing, like, different people find different things more sensitive or appropriate or whatever. Just something about this topic in a kid's show that's so brightly colored and happy and not treating it seriously at all <laughs> feels like, like, I don't know, too real, Pokemon, too real. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, again, this is a show where Ash has died multiple times. I don't know what my problem is here, but... Anyway, Kenny tells them how Norman is always hanging out at the Pokemon Center and staying late talking to Nurse Joy instead of coming home for lunch. And Caroline's always mad at him. There's tons of tension in the house. And what's more, every time Caroline hears the word beautifly, she gets super weird and angry. A quick shot of Caroline reveals that she has a picture of her and Norman by her bedside with beautifly in the background. Also... The woman is packing a suitcase. Oh my. Um, Kenny doesn't really give us an inkling of how long this has been going on. By his dialogue, it sounds like it's been going on at least a few days. Like, it doesn't sound to be an issue of just this morning. But anyway, Ash arrives, and he confirms that Norman is over at the Pokemon Center, talking with Nurse Joy as we speak, and Kenny and the company panic. What are they going to do? Obviously, turn to the man who has extensive experience with estranged parents and family issues and 
and the original love doctor, Brock. Oh gosh, I'm so worried. So is May. She's seen the love doctor in action. Surprisingly, so has Max, and he still insists Brock knows what he's doing. Possibly because Max doesn't believe his dad has done anything wrong. Um, meanwhile, Ash is on team. Nurse Joy was probably helping him with a Pokemon because my only experience with love is Exhibit A, Brock, here. And Norman wasn't acting like that, so therefore it's platonic. Oh, hey, it's a Vigoroth. Cool. So Ash stays in the greenhouse with the Pokemon that are accosting him and Pikachu, while Kenny and the other kids follow Brock to the Pokemon Center, where Norman is still chatting with Nurse Joy. Max wants to give Norman the benefit of the doubt, but May is like, My own father! Norman is so happy to see his kids. Like, how are you? How's your journey? Did you catch any new Pokemon? But he gets concerned when his kids just kind of nod, like, Yeah... Obviously something's wrong. Brock steps up. Norman, it's good to see you again. We need to have a talk. But then he sees Nurse Joy and loses sight of his mission. But between declarations of love to Nurse Joy, Brock can start harassing Norman about living up to his marital vows and duties as a spouse, while Norman is just like, why is this teenager telling me I've been a neglectful husband? And Joy's just awkwardly standing behind the desk like, am I the other woman in this kid's delusional mind? And if so, why is he still hitting on me? May's like, you're not helping Brock and lets Kenny drag him away. But then she has to explain to her dad what's going on. And I have to give it up for Veronica Taylor here through this whole episode. Like, again, I say the episode doesn't really take this seriously. Like, this whole situation between Norman and Caroline is played for laughs, except for May's voice acting. Like, she doesn't go cartoony or over the top at all. She sounds truly conflicted and soft and sad, and it breaks my heart. Poor May. Anyway, before May can really open up to Norman, Caroline shows up with her suitcase. She's leaving. May and Max are horrified. Norman's a little put out, too. Like, this is sudden, but oh well, it must be important. Do you need help with your luggage, honey? And Kenny runs up like, no, man, she's leaving you. Do I have to draw you a map? Norman, yeah, that could be helpful. She still hasn't told me where she's going. Oh, my actual word. As if the show senses a kindred spirit, it cuts briefly to Ash, who's like, Wonder if there's a problem. These guys are taking a long time. Honestly, it's hard to picture Ash married to anybody but Pikachu, or anyone at all since he's 10. But I bet that when he finally does evolve into adult, he will be channeling this Norman energy here. But currently, Ash is 10 and chilling in the greenhouse with Slackoth, Vigoroth, and Slacking. Team Rocket sees that combination plus Pikachu and they've got stars in their eyes. They leap out of the bushes and declare their battle intentions. Which, come on guys, after all that effort to get ahead of Ash and set up a trap and surprise, you're gonna ruin it by just jumping out of the bushes in front of him? Why? So that's what Ash is dealing with, while Kenny is telling Norman about how everyone thinks he's a dirty cheater. Caroline has decided to leave, apparently she's not taking the kids, which... Eh, to be fair, they don't really hang at home much now anyway, but like, yikes, this is all moving fast. 
Norman agrees with me. He literally did not see a shred of this coming. After all, this is their wedding anniversary. Which is Caroline's whole point. This is our wedding anniversary and you're out of the house cavorting with Nurse Joy. Max is freaking out because his dad is his hero and he's a child. Like, yes, half the people in this room are children, but Max is like more child. He's he's so a child he doesn't even have a Pokemon license and this is really sad. But Norman laughs. He's just relieved he finally understands why everyone's upset and what they're even talking about. Laughter is not the appropriate response for how serious everyone else perceives the situation to be. But he claims this whole thing is a misunderstanding. Why don't they go home and talk it all out? Somehow he convinces Caroline, and they head back home, where Ash is trying to defend the gym aided by all of Norman's Pokémon. Team Rocket took their vitamins today. They're actually winning. Um, though to be fair, Ash isn't really the trainer of Norman's team, like slacking is living up to its name. And they keep setting off explosions in the bushes that were not intentional. So it's not exactly a fair fight here. But like Team Rocket is taking out walls. Like one explosion actually knocks Ash off his feet and sends him flying into the next room. Um, Team Rocket really isn't sure what it is they're setting off that's exploding or why any of this is happening, but, like, they will take their wins where they can get them. They, they are so few. So that's when Norman and company run up. Ash is real blasé about it, like, uh, hey, uh, Team Rocket's trying to steal your Pokemon. Like, whatever. <laughs> it's bad enough that Team Rocket's back to threaten the gym leader in his own gym. These people who have been stalking his children. <laughs> like, he's fired up. But then the Pokemon attacks start to hit and explode these strange boxes. S kind of strange metal boxes with holes in them, like hiding in the bushes and things. Um, no one has known what they are all episode, but, well, baby, Norman does. Now he's losing it. We have awakened an inner fire. He will rip Team Rocket apart with his bare hands. He's so mad. Me and Max are like, when did Dad unlock that feature? I'm so lost. This is the worst day ever. <laughs> Nurse Joy also gets a screenshot to flip out. No one's sure why. I'm sure Caroline would really like to know why she's here at all. But anyway, slacking wouldn't do much on Ash's command. But for Norman, it charges into battle. Furious like King Kong. Ash and Pikachu are like, OMG, we probably got to fight that tomorrow. But for now, it's busy focus-punching Team Rocket. Once they go blasting off, Norman can wail that his anniversary surprise is ruined. He runs to those odd boxes in the grass and bemoans their destruction. They're part of a fireworks display that he was setting up for Caroline as a surprise tonight. Nurse Joy was helping, as she is a licensed pyrotechnician. Good for you, Joy! Develop your hobbies! And she said she can get another set ready by the evening so the gift isn't ruined, though the surprise part definitely is by now, and possibly sections of the gym. And also sections of the greenhouse. <laughs> but that's why he was meeting with Nurse Joy. Norman was going to use her pyrotechnic skills to set up a surprise for Caroline for their wedding anniversary. It really was a misunderstanding all along. Communication! Later that evening, 
Everyone watches the spectacular fireworks show, Fireworks That Take the Shape of Beautifly, reminding Norman and Caroline of their engagement. They hug and get all lovey-dovey. <laughs> These two are sometimes a weird couple, but they do love each other a lot. I direct you to the background, uh, where May is making an awe-type face, as is Max and Brock. I think Kenny looks kind of the same. But Ash is making a WTF face. He's just like open mouth slack jaw. I can only assume that he's confused. Like, they're, they're in love. This is a parental unit. They're in love. But not once have I seen them act like Brock or Chikorita. They look kind of like normal people. What, what is this? Can you be in love without being a psychopath? I don't understand. But before Ash has a chance to update his worldview and change all his biases and uh, horribly misinformed notions about love, Norman comes up, and the thoughts soon turn to tomorrow, the gym battle that awaits, because Norman tells him he's planning on using Slackoth, Vigoroth, and Slacking. Ash is all night to figure out what his three Pokemon are going to be. And that's where the episode ends with the promise that finally, 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 we're going to have a gym battle. It's been so long. But I don't mind the long wait so much, like when the lead up to the gym battle is um, so involved, so incredibly involved. Like, these episodes leading up to Petalburg have been wild. I've always found Norman and Caroline to just be like... The right side of weird, in as far as Pokemon characters go. Like, Pokemon is a weird show, and sometimes it goes super hard in that vein, and Norman and Caroline, like, kind of walk this tightrope between, like, they can be super serious and have super serious moments, but they also can be, like, as wild and cartoony and as nonsense as anything you've ever imagined. And they they just... And like I and we saw a bit of this kind of when we first ran into them at the beginning of the series that these two uh these two love each other a lot and I don't know that it's actually weird as much as it just seems weird because our point of view for the show is small children who are not all that much thinking about love and and in the case of Brock are at least not thinking about love in any mature adult way Norman and Caroline are definitely not, like, the perfect couple, I suppose, but Norman definitely seems to be the calm to Caroline's storm, though, overall. And I'm very, I'm very grateful for May and Max's home stability, because, uh, so far, I think they're the only ones that have it, that we've met, of the main cast. Like, what, I mean, we don't know what's up with Richie and Tracy's family, but, uh, Brock's family is, uh, anything but stable. Gotta shake a magic eight ball on any given day to ask what's going on there. Misty, uh, Misty's parents, we do not know what may have happened to them, but they are not in the picture. She is being raised by her sisters, or her sisters are raising each other. I don't know what that what's going on there, but uh, that suggests that occasionally things might have been rough in her childhood. Ash's family is a wild mess of speculation. <laughs> Like, thankfully, his mom is is there for him. She is quite literally ride or die to be there for her son. But we do not know what's going up with his dad. 
Is he alive? Was he ever in the picture? Is he hanging off off camera? He and a grandfather get mentioned a grand total of once. Twice if you count the alternate universe movie timeline, which I don't, I literally do not know if we can count that. I want to, I so want to, because there, if there is potential for drama or angst or character development, I will yank on that thread until the whole sweater comes unraveled and there is potential for that here. But who knows? But May and Max have two functioning parents in their life that are happily married to each other. Still, despite all odds. <laughs> and that's not better or worse, but it is very different compared to all of their other friends. And you can see it a little in the reactions of this episode. Again, like, everybody but May and Max were playing it really cartoony. But that doesn't make Brock's reaction any less in character. Like, when we met Brock, he had issues with his father and abandoning the family and the like. And what's Brock's reaction to possibly Norman's cheating on his wife and, like, wrecking things in the family, gets right up in the man's face. This is everything you're doing wrong. This is how much it's hurting everybody. Whereas Ash's reaction to any of this is that he doesn't even recognize that something's going on. Because as his story has been presented to the audience, we're, I don't think Ash recognizes that something's going on in his life. Like, in his family. I don't think Delia recognizes that something's going on. Maybe nothing's going on. Even though this episode is played for laughs, I do appreciate that it's a little bit, you know, crack treated seriously sort of situation where as weird and wild and funny as everything is, they let everybody's reactions, even the over-the-top humorous ones, speak to their true character. May reacts as May would reacts. Max 100% reacts as Max would react. Like, they go hard into how much Max believes his dad is his hero and is unwilling to accept anything that shakes him off that pedestal, which makes the next episode uh, foreshadowed a little bit. Brock reacts as Brock would react. It's I appreciate when they do that in episodes that are filler and funny, that they, like, still hold true to everybody's character. And in an episode with a situation that could be quite heavy, that even though they decided not to, not to treat it heavily, they still were kind of honest with it. Like, it might be only me who's having that weird, slightly unsettled reaction to the, the plot of choice, but I do like that aspect of it. Anyway, that is it for today. We'll tune in next week to see Ash have a gym battle and it's going to be glorious. Not that I know who's going to win or anything. Um, but anyway, I will see you all next week. This has been Peekappy Podcast. Until next time, best wishes and gotta catch them all. <laughs>